now that I have made over a hundred different posts, either by my podcast or on my website about faith, I realized that maybe along the way I might have told some things that uh, part of my story or what happened. Um, and along the way, between YouTube videos and Instagram posts and my podcast, um, maybe there's a little bit, and my blog, there's a little bit of information out there scattered throughout. I don't know that I necessarily did something because this wasn't all about me. This was about, uh, if you want to call it, that's a, like everybody calls it, which I hate using those words that everybody uses, like the journey, but it, it is a spiritual journey. And, and that's really truly what it was. And, um, now that I've been on that, it was more or less documenting this whole journey that I was on since 2016 when I started writing about it. But in reality, it started in 2015. And it's been a very slow process. But I think um, in hearing someone's testimony, you may understand better about what happens with people. And it's it's good to hear other people's stories about because they're all different and they all come in different ways. And so um, my story um, is I will try to simplify it because I can talk forever and I hope this doesn't get to be too long. But um, it, it all started when my daughter's, one of my daughter's best friends had a car accident. He was in an, an accident all by himself and on the way to work and he was killed in the accident and it basically sent shockwaves because he was a new driver maybe he had his license for about a month or so but not very long and um, this suddenly unexpectedly happened and he was doing nothing wrong and he went to a church um, that I started to go to actually the first time we went was with our family so that we could, um, because his family went there and it was a gathering after the fact. And then we went to the service um, for his service and people all ages spoke about how much he, his name is Andy, had impacted their life. It was people his own age, older people, everyone. It's just like he did so many good things for people. And there were thousands of people who attended the service. And it was just something that really stood out. And just the stories that people told. And after that, I had lots of questions, Um, questions to God, like, why? Why did this happen? And I started questioning a lot of things. I just had a lot of questions about life. I mean, out throughout life, I had questions. Um, But at this point, I really started to wonder about, you know, why and purpose and all sorts of things. I didn't even know, honestly, that we had a purpose or anything. I just didn't know, like, why would something bad happen to somebody good? That was probably my first part of seeking and, and then um, I know the, the kids seem to enjoy going to that church 
because the way that the it's the crossing in Chesterfield and um, they seem to enjoy church because there was um, it was a different experience that we had with any other church that we had gone to before and um, there was a message that was included but a lot of the history and was the history that was happening at the time when the Bible was written and the culture that was in place was all explained so it wasn't just reading the words but it was giving a narrative about the circumstances surrounding the message that was given along with the message and it was very engaging so we started going to um, the service more frequently we hadn't really been going to church Um, we were all raised in a religion and the religion you know went I mean we went through like a religious school system and um, and religious teaching me personally and then raised my kids in that same faith um, for their whole you know up until they they went into um, up until they uh, I guess went into high school and but then as it was for me it was the same for them you kind of stop going to church then. You know, when it's no longer required, you just almost get lazy and you just don't go anymore. And there's really, um, you get busy with other things in life and then you just don't make it a priority. And um, and it's just one of the first things that gets eliminated from a busy schedule. And that's kind of where we were in life. And then uh, that lasted for a little while, but then again, um, it didn't stay forever with everyone wanting to continue to go to church. You know, life gets busy and then you kind of go away. And then um, there was uh, a point where there were other circumstances where um, I ended up getting a divorce. And um, after that, I, I just really felt like my life wasn't going in the direction that I felt good about. And I started wanting to become a better person. And then I went to that church because of the good experience. And I started to go to um, various different um, group meetings and learning more. And it was all like exploration, exploration of faith, exploration of the Bible, asking questions, um, going through all of that because I just wasn't sure. And I just never really fit in into a church. And I, I just, I didn't feel a connection before. And so when I went to this church, I started to participate in these, um, different classes that they offered and I was learning more and I was meeting people of all different faiths, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, you know, all different um, religions, but this is a non-denominational church. So all people can come together, but the truth is spoken according to the Bible. What is in the Bible is what guides and dictates. There is no like church doctrine. It is biblical based. That's it. And I really liked that. So that was when um, I had Bibles before, but I don't even know where they went um, along my childhood. Somehow I no longer had them. So I actually bought my first Bible after going to one of these classes. And the Bible sat on my um, nightstand and didn't really get read because that was a huge book. And I just, I don't know why I bought it, but I didn't buy it 
knowing that I was going to read the entire book. You know, I just, something like that is a little bit cumbersome and it looked like I, I don't think I'll ever do that. But that did happen. So um, I guess I would, um, what happened is um, in, I guess about three, no, four years, I guess four years after um, Andy's passing, um, I had, I guess three years after I kind of was at the top of everything, like everything in my life felt like it was going right. It was all going, you know, just like, I was just like so happy about life. Like it was, it was amazing. I was like, everything is just like turning out good. And, um, and I, I just, I felt like it was all really good. And then like almost instantaneously things started going wrong and things started getting worse and worse and worse. But I guess I have to back up a bit because it was two years after um, Andy's passing that um, when I was at church one time, I decided I would surrender to Jesus. And um, I said that in prayer. And the way that I did it personally, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just, I wanted my life to be better. I didn't like the direction my life was going. And so I was making an effort to become a better person still ignorant of everything. And so I decided I would start praying in the morning and at night, and that's what I would do and hope for God's guidance. And so that was, um, that was in 2017. And it wasn't too long. I mean, I had some good things happen. Well, actually, like immediately after I did that, bad things started happening. And it started, you know, getting... I was like, okay, this isn't good. Like I thought good things would happen, but they didn't. And then, and then it was like, it was really like there were good things and there were bad things. I can't say it just was like one way. It was kind of a roller coaster ride. It would be some good things and then some bad things and good things and bad things. And it just kept like doing this little roller coaster. And, um, and then I did get to a, a point, I guess in 2018, where I thought things were going really good. And then um, in 2019, I believe it was, and I might get these years wrong, but things just like maybe the end of 18 on into 19, things just started not going well. And they just started getting worse and worse, like in every aspect, financially, relationally, just like one thing after another. And it was like, it was like the lowest point that I've ever been in my life. And I got to the point where I was extremely upset. And quite honestly, if I didn't have the foundational faith that I had, and I didn't know of the Ten Commandments and what God requires of us, things could have been very different for me. But because I did know what the Ten Commandments were, and I did not want to break the Ten Commandments after I had surrendered to Jesus, I that wasn't an option for me. But I was struggling so bad. And I actually prayed um, to God that He would take my life because I felt worthless and I felt like I had no purpose 
and I felt like I was just taking up space and I just wanted to be gone. And I prayed for God to do that. Um, and it didn't happen, <laughs> but um, I was extremely sad. And um, there was one point where I was, um, I was praying and I just, you know, said to God, I was like, you know, I'm trying my best to be good. And why are all these things just happening and hurting and oh, this, it's so awful. And um, at that point, I took the Bible that was on my nightstand and I just thought, okay, I'm going to open up this and, you know, maybe there's something in here. And um, I opened it up and it was to the book of Job. And if anyone has read the book of Job, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, the book of Job is about Job, who was a, a, a righteous man and God looked at him in very good light like he was very um, very positive about Job but Satan was telling God in the beginning of the story that all I have to do is start destroying Job's life basically and Job will turn away from you and God was saying no that's not going to happen but Satan was saying yes just let me do it and he's so God allowed Satan to test Job's faith and Satan did. Satan destroyed everything Job had. Well, I'm reading through this, and I had to go back to the beginning of the book so I could get the whole story, but then I had to flip back to the end of the book because it was so bad, and there were so many bad things happening, and I was like, this is depressing. I can't go to the Bible. I mean, I'm experiencing all this stuff in my life now, and now I'm reading a book about this, this man who is having all these horrible things one right after another happen. I mean, like his family dying and stuff like that. Like it was just one bad thing after another. I couldn't even finish the book in, in, in order, in sequence. I just flipped to the back of the book and started reading the last chapters because I was like, how did it end up? Well, it ended up with God, um, turning everything around. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, he, in the after, in the afterlife and eternity, everything, Job will have his family back, but I mean, he returned all of his, everything that was physically possible at this time, returned to Job and gave double what he had prior to those events of testing. But the whole message was that he was being tested. It was nothing that he did wrong, but he was being allowed to be tested by God because God believed his faith was strong. His faith was strong. He never turned away from God. He did get angry with God, but then God basically put him in his place and said, wait a minute, who are you to question me? I am God. You need to know, basically, you need to know your place in life. You know, you, you don't, you're not me. You know, how can you don't understand what I'm doing. And, and Job, throughout the this, this story, he did not know that Satan had been allowed access to do this. So he never, he never understood that, and he was just experiencing that. But it took his faith to hold on to God, and he kept his faith to hold on to God, and then God restored Job's life. And and I mean, he gave him his health back. He gave him wealth back. He, you know, then had family, um, a new, you know, a new family, um, and so all of this, you know, came about. And and so that was the first time I was like, wow, that kind of 
maybe answered what was going on in my life. I was trying to be a better person, but then everything bad was happening. And then I was like, this is spiritual warfare. And then you go into the book of Paul, uh, not the book of Paul, but uh, Paul wrote a section about um, that, you know, we are, we are in a spiritual battle. Uh, we are fighting against supernatural forces in this world. And it's something that we um, don't realize. I mean, our enemy is not flesh and blood, but it's the spiritual forces of evil. And that was something that I learned later on too. And it was so gradual. But if you go back to like all of my um, entries and either on my website or my podcast or whatever, they are all like, that is the process of my faith growing and things that I was learning, I was sharing with other people because to me, they were all eye-opening because I didn't know all these things. And as I learned that, I thought, wow, I went to grade school and high school and either I wasn't paying attention or I wasn't being taught these things. But these were all like eye-opening things. And I was like, wow, I didn't know this. Other, If I didn't know this and I went to a religious school for 12 years, how many other people don't know this? And that's why I started writing. It was just like, it was just like everything I was learning. I wanted to share this with people because it was like, I'm, I'm learning things and I'm learning about life and I'm learning about, um, things that, uh, so many questions that we all have at some point in our life that aren't answered and we just keep trying to find the answers in different places and we never find it until we get the truth which is the Bible and so as I was discovering it I started documenting it and so that's that's kind of what happened in my life was um, uh, so 2019 was an extremely difficult year for me And then, of course, we all know like 2020 was a difficult time for everyone. And 2020, well, let me back up. In 2019 then, um, the fall of 2019, I read the Bible from front to back. And I did it through a combination of the the book form and also using the YouVersion Bible app where I listened to it. And every time I was in my car, I played it because it had an audible one. So I was able to do this very quickly. In three months, I read through the entire Bible. And then my life changed. Not at that moment, but I'm going to say my mindset changed because I grasped what was what the message of the Bible was. And and it just made all the difference in the world. And I was like awakened. I was woken up about what was going on. And and then I wanted to make sure everybody else knew because it was truly life-changing. And that's why I started doing all the things I started doing was because I wanted to share this with other people. And I probably overly shared this with people because I know I turned people away because I got too, if you want to call it extreme about it, because I was like, no, this is the truth. You got to know this. And, and it was like, it was too much for people. Well, for me, it happened over a period of time. And I'm trying to just like throw all this stuff at people that I cared about to say, no, look, you got to know all this stuff. And I was just throwing like so much information at them that it was like overwhelming. 
and it would have been overwhelming to me as well, but it was like, I've just felt this urgency. And not only that, but then when 2020 hit, I also started looking into the, what I know now is called eschatology, which is the study of the end times. And then I started realizing that we could be, and now I really believe we are, in the end times. Well, that freaks a lot of people out. And it freaks people out, those who are not already in Jesus or have the Spirit of God residing within, it freaks people out because people are scared of death. But for me, I know that death is only a transition and there is an amazing, beautiful existence beyond this that we are going to be immortal. We're going to have supernatural bodies. We're going to be living with Jesus and there is nothing to fear that nothing on earth that happens to us is is um, to be feared um, in, in, an, in an eternal sense, I guess, um, that, you know, God protects us and God takes care of us. And the most important thing is um, our, our hearts and that we are um, turned to Jesus, that we are we have God's spirit residing in us so that we can have the eternal life that Jesus made possible for us. There's nothing we personally can do to get there. We have to put it, well, first of all, we do need to repent, but most importantly, we need to have our faith in Jesus because Jesus took care of everything so that we can be there. But it does require repentance on our side. And and there's no one, there's some, there's a lot of churches that will just teach love. And, you know, but Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So we show our love to God by being obedient to him. But we also have to remember, we're not going to be perfect. And God knows that. That's the whole entire reason why Jesus came to earth, because God saw that we could not make good choices. And so we don't have to stress out that we don't keep all the commandments, but we always have to intentionally try to keep the commandments. And when we mess up, when we fall, we just need to admit that to God, talk to God directly, and try to change. And ask for God's Spirit to help us change because it's not an easy task. We're naturally sinful people. And we will naturally be drawn to sin, and it's enticing, and all of it's deceptive, and it promises things that it will never give you. But it's something that we are constantly drawn to. But we, if we don't have God's spirit, it'll be harder for us to resist. Our our flesh is weak, but God's spirit is strong. So that's why we need God's spirit. So anyway. Um, I guess getting into 2020, I started um, seeing that the signs that we were in the end times. And I don't know, I have an opinion of where we are. And, you know, as the future unfolds, we'll see if my opinion is right or if my opinion is wrong. And it's nearer than I ever thought. And then there was a sense of like, I felt like, okay, I'm finally right with God. I finally, I've surrendered my life in Um, In 2020, I decided I was ready to be baptized. I was baptized as an infant, but 
this baptism was different. This baptism was that I was going to basically say to the world that I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to live by God's commandments, and I am going to um, trust in Jesus. I mean, it was a public um, symbolism of doing that, like washing away your past, forgetting your past, everything you've done, you know, asking God for forgiveness of that, repentance, and then asking God again for his spirit to help you in life after that. And so symbolically, like Jesus said, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless you are um, born of the water and of the spirit. Well, born of the water, the water is repentance. And so baptism is symbolic of your personal repentance. And you go under the water, You it's like a death, and then you rise up out of the water. So it's your death to the sinfulness in your life and giving yourself through, I mean, God giving you a new life, you know, forgiving you and giving you a new life. And then um, once you do that, you can ask Jesus to provide God's spirit for you in your life so that it gives you wisdom and it gives you guidance from here on out until the time that Jesus returns. And so that's, that's what Jesus said, you know, that's how, what you need to get into God's kingdom. And so, so I did that in 2021. And, um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with this, but, um, I guess knowing about like what the end times might be and that it took me a long time from 2015 until 2021 is when I finally got baptized in 2020. I, I said, I signed up for it, but it was canceled because of the pandemic. And then 2021, I almost missed it. I literally got on the sign-up sheet the very last week. That was the very last announcement of the baptism. And I, I did it. So, um, but then more things started happening in my faith journey. So that wasn't the end. The night of my baptism, I had this very strange spiritual dream. And I never dreamt about anything, if you want to call it religious, but I'm opposed to religion. Religion is all tradition and doctrine and all that stuff. I'm opposed to all of that. The only thing that I believe is the Bible. And that's what everything is. I'm, you know, just biblically based. I, I belong to no religion, no doctrine. It's all about the Bible. Anyway, um, I had a spiritual dream and it wasn't necessarily a good one. I did write about all these dreams after the fact. They are on my, actually I put them in my podcast. I don't think I wrote about them and they're on my Instagram account too. But, um, I had the first dream, which I'm not going to go into because that would take too long, but I had a series of nine dreams, spiritual dreams in nine months. And as I look back on them, it was, there is no doubt in my mind that these were from God and the purpose of these dreams were to strengthen my faith because they were showing me, actually, they were showing me the future in a lot of instances, the distant future, nothing different than what's in the Bible. It was all biblically based, but it was making it personal to me. And the weird thing about these dreams was that I would dream about something 
and then weeks or months or the day later or something, but it was always in the future. Something that I dreamed about in my dream showed up in real life. And again, I wrote about it in all of those because I didn't want to forget those things that happened. But that is really strange. So my last dream that I had like from that was Mother's Day was my very last dream that I had and I haven't had a spiritual dream since then but it was it was so um different I guess uh you know and it's so weird that it happened the very first one that I had was the night of my baptism and then they just randomly showed up and I never knew when they were going to come but they basically reinforced things that were in the Bible, but pulled in my personal life into the, and people I knew in my life into the dreams, but also with Jesus in it. It was very interesting. And I don't know if anybody would read those things and have any interest in it because it was so personal to me, but it basically, after I had those dreams and so many of them, I was like, I have no doubt that what's in the Bible is true. These dreams are not anything like I've ever had in my life before. And they were so clear and they were so, there were things actually that I didn't realize in the Bible. Like one of my dreams, actually I had two dreams that had to do with what people call the rapture or they're actually the resurrection. And, um, of when believers are brought will be brought up to meet Jesus when he returns or just before he returns for wrath and the dreams that I had had a specific detail that I noted but I didn't know this from the Bible but as I've read the Bible since then I see oh my gosh this is in the Bible and this is what happens before Jesus returns so in my dreams everything went black like you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face. It was pitch black. And then all of a sudden there was a light and there were clouds and it was Jesus. I didn't see Jesus. I saw a light in the clouds in my dreams. But each time that it went black instantaneously and there was light, then I knew this is exactly what happened in my dream. And I I didn't know that until like after my dreams reading the Bible, that that's what will happen when Jesus returns. And so, like I said, I have no doubt that these dreams were from God's Spirit. They were given to me so that my faith would be strengthened and um, for no other purpose but to let me know the Bible is real, the Bible is true. And it meant so much to me and I've I've also had experiences where I've asked Jesus, I've prayed about things and then I've gone to the Bible to ask Jesus like can you show me an answer to this question? And um and I had some things happen and there're a lot of coincidences I wrote about those as well, but there was one specific time where I asked Jesus a question And uh, I opened up the Bible to a page and I didn't like what I read there and what I took away from that, like the thought I had after I read that. And I was like, okay, show me something else because I don't like that. And I closed the Bible, opened it back up. It was the exact same page. 
then I was like, okay, this is still not clear for me because I don't really like what I see here. Can you show me something else? And then um, the next time I opened, it was to the book of Job. And the book of Job is about testing. And so I was like, okay, I'm starting to get it. You know, I need to, you're, I'm being tested. You know, do I listen to you or, or not? And so I was like, just show me one more thing because I know what I'm thinking, but I don't like what I'm thinking and I don't want that answer. And so I opened up the Bible a third time and it was the exact same page I opened to two times before. Now, I don't know what the, the probability of that happening is, but all I can say is that seems very rare that something like that could happen. And so I, again, that just reaffirmed, not, not only that, but here's what else happened is I didn't like the answer. I didn't want that answer. I came back to that answer three times on the same page in thousands of pages in a Bible, came back to the same thing. But not only that, but what I didn't like and what I didn't want to hear literally happened one month later. So don't tell me that this is not a spiritual book, that God cannot communicate to us through that. When I've had these things happen in my life, I, if you don't know me, you know I wasn't like this before. This kind of stuff didn't happen. But this just, it just tells me this is true. This is real. Don't, um, don't doubt it. I mean, the Bible is the truth. And get to know it. Get to know Jesus. It's so important. And um, I would be, I would love to talk to anybody about any of this and um, because I know it's the truth and I don't want to push this on anyone I just want this for you because I know what it has already done in my life and I know that um, I'm a work in progress I mean I'm I'm not perfect I'm going to continually be learning from and I still struggle with stuff but I am seeing a difference in my life and I am seeing things change and I am much happier. I feel way more at peace. I, I, I'm so much more peace. Um, I have so much more peace in my life than I ever had ever before and contentment where I'm just okay with, you know, everything. I mean, I'm okay because, um, my faith is where it is and I feel very connected to God. And that is the most important thing. God is my priority. God was not my priority up until recently. And it made all the difference in the world. Um, I struggled with making God my priority. and But he is now. And it is definitely, I'm glad that finally I... I got through that hesitation that I had in doing that and I made God my priority and I want him to be the priority in my life for the rest of my life because I don't ever want what my spiritual life is like right now to be different because I love this and and it is the best thing that has ever happened to me in my life and I want this for other people it's like it's that good that I want other people to have this because um, it will it will change your life it will it will comfort you it will it will it will bring um, 
joy to your life. And the joy is really in knowing Jesus and knowing that and having and having the hope of the future and knowing that this is real. There is a future and there are very wonderful things that are planned by God for all of us who accept Jesus and who reach out to Jesus and surrender our lives to Jesus and ask Jesus to have his spirit, have God's spirit reside within us to guide us and for the rest of our life. And um, there's a hint of that. I always tell people, um, read the last two chapters of the Bible, Revelation 21 and 22. And that kind of gives you a glimpse of what the future is that God has planned for us. And it's, you know, if you can just like take your mind and try to, you know, understand that, I mean, we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth and our current earth is broken, but yet it is so magnificent and so beautiful. And there are so many phenomenal things in our current world, but God has something even better planned and it's not even going to be broken. Like our world is broken, but yet it's still so beautiful. But just think about what it's going to be like when when God makes something that we can't even imagine, like notch this up a few more, I don't even know, a thousand times maybe, but it's, it's just so out of this world that we can't comprehend it. Um, but don't miss out on it. I mean, I am so thankful that God was patient with me, with me being um, a rebellious person and me being lost and me being blind to the truth of what's in the Bible. And he was so patient with me and I didn't have him as my priority, but now I do. Like he gave me those opportunities to get right with him. And I am so grateful and thankful that I didn't die before that happened. So, you know, anytime, whenever I die, I'm fine with it because I know what's what's next and that's what I rest in that's what I know that there is eternity and I know that we will become immortal beings and we will live a life of um, some kind of service that Jesus will have planned for us Um, and it's just going to be amazing and great and it we're gonna have so much joy and happiness and there's no pain no suffering there it's just phenomenal. And I mean, I am ready for that, but I'm not ready in for others that I care about that aren't feeling the same way that I am about the future. And so I'm be have to be patient because yeah, I want it right now to just happen and just be ready. I'm, I'm, I'm finished here, ready to go there, but I want all the people that I care about to be there with me because I love a lot of people and I want to experience what's next with them. So you people know who you are and this message is for you. So I want you to be there with me. Think about this seriously. And I hope this helps someone. I hope this is meaningful to someone and I hope this changes someone's life and makes it better. Love you. Bye.